Welcome to the Brood Life Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Hall. So grab a cup of coffee, plug in your headphones, and let's have a conversation. everybody welcome to a special episode of the brood life uh this week is just going to be me getting personal about my uh journey uh that has happened is happening and will probably continue to happen for the rest of my life but just my journey with my struggle with being healthy and weight loss diets and body image and all that uh, fun stuff Uh, I know that we talked about it a little bit uh, well not a little bit we did a whole episode about it uh, back and during season one when we did our season on uh, just men and what manhood is and we talked about body image And I know that it's something that a lot of men struggle with and don't really talk about very often. It seems to be talked about more so by women. But if you do some digging and do some research out there, you'll see that statistics will show you that there is a large percentage of uh, teenage boys, young adult men, and adult men who struggle with body image and their health and weight loss and things like uh, eating disorders and stuff like that plague men just as well but it's uh, not talked about and I may not have struggled with an eating disorder or anything like that but it has been something that I have struggled with uh, most of my life that uh, I can remember and we'll get more into that as the episode goes on But I just wanted to come on and just give a a heads up and what we're going to be talking about and uh, just give a quick introduction for this special episode. Uh, So thanks for tuning in and stick around and uh, I hope that you are encouraged and uh, if you relate, just, uh, you know, hit me up and let's chat and encourage one another. So stick around for the rest of the episode and I'll be right back. Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, like I said in the intro, this week I'm going to be talking about my own personal journey with health and weight loss and body image. Uh, so to start out, I'm just going to kind of, you know, give you a history, my own history growing up and kind of what that's looked like for me, uh, just to kind of give you more of an idea of who I am. Uh, I am 39 and I will be turning uh, 40 in March of next year. So just a little over six months and I will be hitting the big four zero. Uh, so maybe that's why I'm thinking about this a lot more now. Uh, who knows? Uh, but I guess I you know, always think about this. 
just because it has been, you know, a, a battle that I've had most of my, uh, um, all of my adult life and, and since probably since junior high, but, uh, getting into that, you know, grow, I grew up, uh, in, I was born in 1981. So I grew up in the eighties and nineties, uh, graduated from high school in 99. So, you know, the largest chunk of all my formative years was in the late eighties, early nineties, uh, that there was like some focus on being healthy and promoting healthy eating and being active, but it wasn't something that was really pushed hard. We talked about the uh, food pyramid. We talked about, uh, you know, what a plate looks like, what are, you know, what amounts of things you should eat because of the, what was on the food pyramid we did the presidential fitness test, if you remember that. I think they still do that. I honestly don't remember. I don't know because, as we'll get into, physical education wasn't my forte. But uh, we did that. You know, of course, we always had dare week every week that uh, to keep everybody off of drugs. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it was around, you know, they would sneak it into some afternoon cartoons uh, about eating your fruits and vegetables and being active, that kind of stuff. But it wasn't like heavily promoted. You know, and I grew up in a larger family. There was four kids. Uh, We didn't have a lot of money. And so not that food was always scarce, but, you know, when you don't have a lot of money and you have a larger family, you buy the food that is cheap, accessible, and can feed a lot of people. And when you put those things together, a lot of times that doesn't include things that are healthy. It includes, you know, chips and junk food and pizza and lasagna and a lot of carbs and pasta, that kind of stuff. Not that that's bad, but, you know, that's just what it was. You know, we weren't taught portion control. We weren't taught, uh, you know, how much of what to eat and 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 ju- just like habits, we weren't taught habits and not necessarily solely on my family or my parents, but just in that time, it just wasn't promoted. It wasn't something that was at the forefront of education and your health class or uh, in any of your physical education classes. You know, you had to take physical education class, you had to take a health class, but you know, the, the healthy habits weren't really taught. It was just something you did because you had to do or uh, you learned because it was just part of the curriculum. And, you know, and maybe for some people that grew up when I did, it did have some long-term impact on them. But for me, it just, it just didn't. So, you know, growing up and going into adulthood, I had really bad habits that were already there. You know, I would eat until I uh, got sick because I was so full. I would just eat and eat and eat. I would eat my feelings. I would, uh, just, you know, I just didn't have any self-control when it came to food and I wasn't active. I wasn't athletic. I never played sports or anything like that because that just wasn't my thing. Uh, but I don't think it really ever hit me. Um, because, uh, 
I it just wasn't, you know, I was up until junior high. I was just a kid. I ate whatever I wanted to, played. I wasn't necessarily healthy and I wasn't underweight. I was probably a little bit overweight or a little, you know, above average weight. Uh, but it never was really anything that I thought about. And it wasn't until probably when I uh, got into junior high and you know, like puberty starts hitting around then. And that's when I became a lot more self-conscious about my weight and my body. And uh, also probably when I started uh, like comparing myself to others, I never really felt like I uh, fit in with most people, especially other guys, because uh, I wasn't athletic. I didn't lift weights. I didn't, you know, play uh, sports, do anything like that. So uh, I most of the time I didn't feel like I fit in anyway. And so to add on top of that, feeling like my body didn't look like the other bodies of guys who were athletic or uh, who were active. On top of that, it just played into this comparison game. So uh, it just caused me to feel inferior to everybody else. I always wanted to fit in and be like the other guys. But like I said, I wasn't athletic, didn't lift weights, didn't work out. And I hated gym class, like hated it. Uh, and I would try to come up with every excuse imaginable to get out of having to do anything with gym class. And uh, you know, we, when we had, uh, I mean, I'm not so much junior high. I still did junior high. That was fine. I don't think anybody liked uh, going into the locker room after gym class in junior high. But uh, when we were, I think you know, when I was a freshman in high school, that's we had, uh, they split up the gym classes between uh, girls and boys. And so I was in it with a group of people that I just didn't feel like I fit in with. And a lot, most of them were athletic. Uh, even if they didn't play sports, they were still somewhat athletic naturally. And so I just didn't feel like I fit in. And uh, so I would come up with every excuse not to have to participate in certain things. And, you know, and I still did participate and uh, did what I had to do. But, uh, you know, I can remember uh, like the time, like when we played basketball and we had to play, uh, you know, cause it was just guys to play shirts versus skins. And I dreaded that because I was going to have to take my shirt off and play basketball. So not only was I going to have to expose the body that I was self-conscious about, but I was going to have to play a sport that I was horrible at. And so I just remember dreading that. And like, I still don't understand why, like people can argue with me and like, whatever, I don't really care, but I guarantee you that there's a lot of boys, a lot of teenage boys in gym classes that are forced to do shirts versus skins or do something like that, that causes embarrassment and shame. And like, I just don't see the purpose in it, but that's just my soapbox. And I'm sure that probably in the minority of that one, but you know, it is what it is. Um, but so that's, you know, that I just hated gym class and I hated doing that being active. And so after freshman year, we didn't have to do any more uh, PE classes that was just required. And so I didn't do anything else active after that. Um, just went through high school, doing my thing, a loner, had a few friends, 
still didn't participate in athletics, didn't get active outside of school at all. I was not like a runner or just show up at the park and play, you know, baseball or basketball or whatever. That just wasn't me. Spent a lot of time in front of the TV, spent a lot of time eating food and a lot of time alone. Uh, So again, just reinforcing those unhealthy habits that I had picked up and it was just kind of cementing those. So like I said, that continued through high school and into college. Uh, and when I was in college, it wasn't a big deal. There's a few times I tried to become a little bit more active. I had to take a physical education class in college as well. Uh, but it wasn't like as big of a deal. Uh, I don't remember being stressed out about that. Uh, and, uh, you know, I try to be a little bit more active every once in a while in college. Uh, but I think in college, uh, I still wanted to look better and feel like I fit in, but it wasn't necessarily at the forefront of my mind like it was like junior high and high school during those formative years of trying to find your place uh, with everybody. But uh, I think that also in college, I had a lot more healthy friendships and relationships and felt like I was part of a community, Uh, you know, living in the dorms, just hanging out with people, doing stuff. Still had bad eating habits, but like that just wasn't at the forefront of my mind because I was enjoying my time. I was building healthy friendships especially with other guys, something that I didn't have in like high school and junior high uh, necessarily. And so that maybe that's why it wasn't at the forefront of my mind. But, you know, I just had a lot of healthy relationships, a healthy community of people. Uh, I felt like I was finding myself a little bit more. And so that like getting healthy and losing weight wasn't at the forefront of my mind. I didn't feel unhealthy. Uh, So that went through college. I got and engaged in college, in college, and uh, so I graduated in 2003. And then we were going to get married, in, or we did get married in the summer of 2004. So I remember the first diet that I actually like did and stuck with for the purpose of losing weight was I did the Atkins diet, which was super popular back then. Uh, I think it's still around, but. I, you know, people don't really do that one much anymore that I'm aware of, but it was super popular back then. So I did that uh, in uh, beginning of 2004 to lose weight before a wedding. And I lost like around 30 pounds. And, you know, I was, I felt healthy. I was thinner. Uh, but as, you know, I'll talk about more in the future, it was just losing weight. It wasn't, I wasn't creating new habits. I wasn't dealing with mental the mental aspect of health or anything like that. It was just uh, like not eating certain things or eating certain things with the goal of losing weight. And that was it. And, you know, I had to end goal, be a certain weight for my wedding. After the wedding was over, then I would just go back to normal uh, eating. And so that's what I did. And uh, then uh, after getting married and, uh, you know, I met that goal, got married and, uh, life continued as normal. And then, uh, we, uh, just, you know, did everyday life and, you know, going into adulthood, I'll say adulthood and, you know, I'll, this is really from the time I got married until, uh, now, but 
you know, once they, we got into, or I got into adulthood, being married and stuff, I gained and lost weight multiple times, uh, especially in those first five or six years of marriage. Uh, I did things like Weight Watchers three or four times and would like lose 30 or 40 pounds and then I would gain it back uh, and then lose 20, 30 pounds and then gain it back and go up and down. Uh, I did uh, I did lose quite a bit of weight uh, at one point just using an app on my phone to track my food and stay under a certain number of calories. And that was probably one of the most successful weight loss uh, phases that I had and during that time, specifically that time when I was just tracking food, I discovered that I actually didn't mind exercising. So at one point, you know, I started, I just picked up running. I didn't think I would ever like running. I picked up running. I was going to the gym, you know, three or four times a week at like 530 in the morning and working out on a regular basis. Uh, and I, I found that I enjoyed doing that. And, you know, I will talk, uh, you'll hear me talk about this a lot. And we may I may end up doing a whole, I think I'll do a whole season on, you know, the Enneagram, but as a type nine on the Enneagram, I need to move. And to, so exercise like helped me to be aware of my body and be aware of my movement and just kind of like get into the intuition of my body and the movement of my body. So I found it very uh, beneficial to exercise and to stay active, which I didn't think that was something I would ever do. And actually, like I said, I had started enjoying running. Uh, and I did, you know, several 5Ks. I think I did a 10K, a couple of different turkey runs on Thanksgiving, which was like around four miles, I think. And I did three different half marathons uh, through a local race here uh, where we live. And uh, I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, unfortunately, in my back and my knees do not enjoy it as much anymore. So it's very rare that I'll run more than like a mile or two. If that, I just have found different things that uh, help out a little bit more that I can just do at home because running, my body doesn't like running as much as it used to. And maybe that's because I'm getting older or who knows, but uh, but I, I did find that I enjoyed being active and working out and running. Uh, then, like I said, I had been losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight. I felt like every time that my wife got pregnant, I probably gained like 20 pounds during the pregnancy. And then I would lose it and then, you know, back and forth, back and forth. So uh, about four years ago, yes, it was about four years ago, our third uh, we have four kids. Number three was, she was around six months old, and uh, I was probably the heaviest I'd ever been, or close to it, around the heaviest I'd ever been. And I, um, and then I, and I did a program, uh, which I will, uh, will talk about a little bit uh, later. But I got down to the lowest weight I had been that I can remember. Uh, my, I'm jumping ahead. My highest weight was around 235 pounds, and which was a lot on a five foot nine frame. Uh, and that was more recently. Um, but uh, about four years ago, I got down to probably probably like 160 or 165. I mean, I don't can't even remember the last time I had been down that low as far as my weight goes. 
and uh, I uh, the thing is is that I you know I don't have any ill will towards the program that I used uh, at that time and I'm not going to name any names of the program that some of you who know me probably know what I'm talking about and I don't have any ill will it's a fantastic program that works for a lot of people and obviously worked for me too and uh, I would still like recommend that program to people because of just the high success rate that it has and the work that they do um, but uh, looking back on it I wasn't at a healthy place mentally when I was doing this so I was healthy outside, like I was losing weight, I was more active, uh, I felt good, but inside I wasn't healthy, uh, you know, my mentally and spiritually I wasn't uh, healthy, and so this, you know, anytime that you're getting healthy, if you are not working on more than just the physical part of it, it's not sustainable, because if you're not working on those underlying issues that cause the, you know, emotional eating, or the... Uh, you know, dependency on food, then it's just going to creep back in. And that's what I was doing. I wasn't working on the emotional and the spiritual aspects of my life so that I had a well-rounded health. So the physical part of it, I, I did and maintained for, you know, two and a half, three years, but it just wasn't going to be sustainable long-term because I wasn't getting healthy emotionally. And uh, I was actually even a coach, a health coach as part of this program, you know, and I really do love uh, helping others and helping them see their potential and reach their potential. And like, and that doesn't, nothing makes my heart happier than like, like seeing that light bulb click in people and like them seeing for the first time, like, oh, I can do this or, oh, I'm capable of this. And I do really love helping people see that. Uh, but you know, after three years of trying to make this health coaching thing work and having clients and, and, you know, through this program, I just stopped being a health coach because I, as hard as it was for me to stop because I felt like I had given up, I realized that I was doing it because that's what I felt like others expected me to do and not what I wanted to do or I felt passion for outside of, you know, some, um, a few emotional highs that I had during the coaching process through conversations with other coaches or conventions I went to, like there were some emotional highs, but I was doing this out of obligation and expectations that I thought other people had of me and not because I wanted to do it myself. And so again, like it's not sustainable, like doing it out of that, doing anything out of, what you think is other people want you to do and other people's expectations is never going to be sustainable. It's never going to work in the long run. Uh, now I did enjoy the community aspect of that program. Uh, I'm going to be, I want to be careful how I say this because again, I don't want to speak ill of the program or anything like that. Cause like I said, I still have a, res a lot of respect for it. It's, successful is beneficial and it works and uh, I've seen it work in my life I've seen it work in so many people's lives so I don't want to speak in the ill will of anything uh, and that's my nine and 
Enneagram nine probably trying to be the peacemaker uh, and not cause any confrontation. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but uh, I did love the community aspect of that program and the friendships and relationships that I had and the encouragement uh, that I had the people coming around me and telling me that, you know, you can do this, you can be successful, you've got what it takes. Like it was, you know, and not just that, but just, uh, just like encouraging, like lifting it up. And when you have bad days and coming around and, you know, encouraging you to keep pushing and not giving up, like it was a real, it's a really great community. And I really enjoyed that. Uh, but once I stepped back from the coaching and then I gained all the weight back and I stopped posting about, you know, health stuff, I stopped posting before and after pictures. I, uh, just kind of step, uh, step back, uh, and gained all the weight that I lost plus more. Uh, I, you know, I personally felt shame. And so it caused me to pull away, uh, which I think that we all do in those circumstances. Uh, you know, whenever we feel shame or, uh, guilt uh, for a decision we made or a mistake we made, you know, and I'm not saying that I made a mistake, you know, this is just a life and this is just my journey, but there is, I still, there was some, still part of me that felt shame because I felt like I disappointed others. And so it caused me to pull away from that community, which I think a lot of us do. That's a natural response, not the correct response, but it's, I think it's natural. I think it's what we all like uh, just, gravitate towards when we go to those places where we feel uh, shame or we feel like we made a mistake, we pull away from community. But in the same aspect, I also felt uh, that because I was gaining weight, I wasn't focusing on my physical health as much. And I had stepped away from coaching. I felt that I had been pushed to the outside of that community by those in the community. And, you know, a lot of it may have been in my head, but it, at the time it felt, and sometimes it still feels real, like that I was pushed outside of the community. I still get invited to, you know, calls and, you know, Zoom calls and stuff like that to be part of the community and to listen in. And so it's not that... Uh, I like, it's not like people just stopped talking to me for the most part. Uh, but I just didn't feel like I was part of that community, especially when you're part of that, of a community for so many years and you hear them like promote things like surround yourself with people that are going to push you to your goals, surround yourself with people that are going to, you know, have the same goals and have the same drive as you do. And if they don't have the same goals and same drive, then you know, maybe they don't need to be as big a part of your life. And so in my head, like I'm stepping back from coaching. I'm stepping back from focusing on my physical health and like eating well. So in my mind, well, they're pushing me out now because our goals aren't the same and our uh, drives aren't the same. And so I'm not going to be a priority for them to stay in community with because in my head you know like I said it felt real and it's like it still sometimes feels real like I'm not on the same path as them and the goals that they're headed towards 
So they're not going to make my relationship a priority. And there were some people in that community that unfriended me on Facebook, a very small minority. I don't want to make it sound like everybody did. That is not the case. So friends and communicate with a lot of people uh, in that community. But there were people in that community that unfriended me uh, on Facebook that uh, like never, you know, once I stopped interacting uh, with that community as far as my health and stuff goes, stopped reaching out to me. Uh, stop, you know, liking and commenting and interacting with me on social media because a lot of us live across different parts of the country. Uh, So that's how we interacted. Uh, So I just felt, uh, not. I didn't feel ostracized. I just felt like I was there, but I wasn't important because I wasn't on that same path as them anymore. And so since I wasn't helping them getting pushed towards the goals and the desires and the dreams that they had, then it wasn't as important. And, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's just how I felt. And I still, how like, I miss that community sometimes. And I know that I could just step right back into that community, even if I'm not part of that coaching community anymore uh i know that i could step in there and i could still listen in on uh on the conversations and be encouraged by the you know the the educational uh things they do and the uh they you know they are really big on community and just encouraging one another and i feel like i step in but i feel like i don't belong there anymore because i don't i'm not part of that if that makes sense so uh, that that's kind of like where everything was up until recently. Um, and, you know, for probably the last year, I really have just struggled a lot with like, what do I do next? How do I, where do I go from here? Uh, I, you know, like I said, I gained a lot of weight back. I was up over 230 pounds and uh, which is the heaviest I'd ever been. Uh, eating all of my emotions, so many pints of ice cream, so many fries and just un, just not eating healthy and not like we give food too much power and it wasn't the food that I was the one that was controlling everything as like, but it was just my unhealthy relationship with the food that was causing problems. And so thankfully, you know, I just got to a point where I was like, I just need to do something. I don't want to do another weight loss program or anything like that. I just need like a reset and just to like kind of reset my brain and reset my habits and just kind of go from there. Uh, And so uh, my wife agreed to do something with me, which again is super helpful if you have somebody that's with you that you can do this anything with in community side by side, it makes it easier to stick with. It makes it easier to do because you're not doing it by yourself. And so we just did this kind of 30 day, uh, program back in June that, uh, I guess you could call it a detox program, but it was really just a 30 day, like very, uh, rigid program with like what I'm eating and what I'm not eating and uh, getting, you know, X ounces of water in every day, 
and just very like strict for 30 days. And it really helped to reset. You know, I went into it with like, I might lose some weight on this, but that's not my, that honestly wasn't my goal. Like that was going to be a great side benefit of it, but it wasn't my main purpose. I just wanted to reset my thinking, my brain, my habits, uh, and just kind of get a fresh start for things. And it really did help me refocus uh, my my mind uh, outside of using food as an emotional support. And, you know, I still have emotional days and there's still times that I slip up and use food as a crutch for my emotions, even if it's, you know, quote unquote healthy food. It doesn't matter if it's still, if you're using it to deal with emotions and stuff, there's still a problem there regardless of whether it's healthy or not. And so, but... Uh, so it really did help to reset my mind. And since, you know, then I've lost around 15 pounds. Uh, I've become a little bit more active, finding things that bring a little bit more balance and uh, intentionality to what I do. So I've really been enjoying doing yoga. Uh, I've really been, uh, it's really helped me to focus and to work on like anxiety. And it is a lot more, intense than what people make it out to be, just so you know. Uh, but since, so I lost around 15 pounds. I've kind of plateaued and trying to figure out like, what do I do from here? Uh, but I like, I'm, my goal isn't to lose weight. I know I need to in order to be uh, the best version of myself, but that's not my goal, uh, main goal. Uh, I just want to feel good. I want to feel healthy. And that's where what I feel like I'm starting to feel. And by, you know, refocusing, becoming more active. And I'm also learning not to feel guilty or to give too much power to food, uh, to a specific program or to the scale in the bathroom, because that doesn't, I, that's not my identity. Uh, you know, but before and after pictures, we, you know, I did post those a lot as a health coach, but I've learned that for me, um, they can just suck the life and the motivation out of me by looking at those because they're unattainable when I see those. And uh, I know that they are encouraging for some and they're motivating for some because they had, they, you know, they were somewhat motivating for me in the past. Like they helped me to get onto a path that helped me to get healthy. But for the most part, they, uh, they become unhealthy for me. And I know they're unhealthy for others because it just becomes a comparison game. And I'll never look like that, or I wish I looked like that. And that's not the goal of being healthy. The goal of being healthy is to be your best, not to look like the after picture of somebody else. And uh, so what, so that's kind of where I'm at. And so why am I sharing all of this? You know, part, part of me doesn't know why I'm sharing all this. I feel like uh, it's beneficial to hear other people's stories that uh, maybe like you or different than you or hearing from multiple people, know that you're not alone, know that you're, uh, that other people struggle with this too. And, you know, maybe that's why I wanted to share my story. Uh, but you know, the main reasons I wanted to share this is like, I just encourage you to find what works for you that, you know, to treat yourself well, you know, six packs and deadlifts, don't make you healthy. Being able to lift a couple hundred pounds, having six pack, having huge muscles, or being able to run six miles 
in a certain amount of time, those things don't make you healthy. Those may be goals. Those may be attainable. And maybe that's what drives you, but that doesn't make you healthy. You can have the six pack and do deadlifts and run six miles in whatever time, but that doesn't make you healthy. You can do all that and still be completely rotten on the inside with all kinds of mental health issues or anxiety or stress or your finances are crap. But well, you know that doesn't make you healthy. So don't let those before and after pictures and people with six packs after doing a specific program or eating a certain thing, don't compare yourself to that because that is not the picture of health. Uh, there's lots of motivational tropes and cliches out there that are just that. They're tropes and cliches. We hear a lot of people just say those over again. You know, you got to, you know, in it to win it and... Uh, you know, I can't think of any off the top of my head right now. I've heard so many, but you know what I'm talking about. And uh, if they help you and you like, and you print them out and put them up and they help you and motivate you, fantastic. But words, those words without being backed up by action are just empty. They're just tropes and cliches and they don't do anything if there's no action behind it, either by you or by the person that's saying it. Because you can have a person telling you these tropes and cliches and motivational lines over and over again, uh, screaming at you in your face or sending you videos or whatever, like whatever that looks like. But if there's no action behind what they are doing and there's no action behind from you, then it's just empty words. So don't fall into those memes and motivational things or like they... They're just, if they encourage you, fantastic. If they cause you to take action, fantastic. Otherwise, if they don't cause action, then they're just empty words. And, you know, finally, don't compare yourself to others, to others after pictures. You are you and your health isn't anyone else's health. It's your health. Your after picture may not look different than your before picture because it's, your mental health that has changed or your spiritual health that's changed or your finances that have changed. Your physical after picture may not look like somebody else's physical after picture because it's you and it's not them. So don't fall into that comparison game. You know, and I'm talking to myself just as much as anyone else because it's so easy to compare ourselves to everybody else's after pictures. And that's not healthy. And it's not what uh, it's going to get us to a healthy place mentally and physically and spiritually. So I hope this has helped. I hope this is encouraging and didn't sound like me just rambling on for, you know, what are we at now? You know, over half an hour of me talking. So if this is encouraging, reach out to me. I'd love to talk more, you know, especially if you're another guy and this is something that you struggle with. I'd love to just, you know, just chat and let's encourage one another and, uh, and not compare and just, you know, help each other be the healthiest version of ourselves. Even if that means we don't have six pecs and biceps and lift 200 pounds, you know, that's not what it's about. So, uh, thanks for tuning in this week. Thanks for listening. Uh, I hope to be back soon with a new season where we'll be discussing Enneagram. And if you don't know what that is, then uh, 
buckle up. If you do know what that is, then I hope you tune in. Uh, otherwise, I will hopefully talk to you guys soon. Uh, enjoy your day and uh, be safe out there in the midst of this pandemic and everything going on. Be safe and be a voice for the voiceless and uh, just go out there and change the world by changing your community. Talk to you soon. Thank you.